Welcome to the Proverbs Podcast. Today we're continuing in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 and 17, where it says the Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to Him. Today we're looking at a lying tongue. Speaking of the carnal condition of sinful humanity, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? By implication, we certainly cannot fully understand ourselves in the light of the controversy between good and evil. The Bible uses the word heart primarily to refer to the ruling center of the whole person, the spring of all desires. According to the Bible, the heart is the center not only of spiritual activity, but of all the operations of human life. The New Testament speaks of the heart in this manner. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Furthermore, James 3 and verse 6 helps us to understand the relationship between the tongue and the heart. It says the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. These thoughts help us to understand why God detests a lying tongue, because it reflects the degenerate spiritual condition of the individual. I don't believe that it was ever God's intention for us to experience alienation and separation from Himself. The moral darkness that overwhelms does not originate with God. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. As the plan of salvation was not an afterthought, conceived after the emergency of sin arose, we see in our creation the high value that God places upon our willing service and the privilege we have to choose to remain in harmony with Himself. In a lying tongue, we see a character reflected that is enmity or in absolute conflict with the pure and holy heart of God. In a devotional book called From Splendor to Shadow, page 43, we read, None who have fallen need give up to despair. Aged men, once honored of God, may have defiled their souls, sacrificing virtue on the altar of lust. But if they repent, forsake sin, and turn to God, there is hope for them. In Isaiah 55, we read, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. The Apostle Paul helps us to understand the practical realities of our sinful condition. In Romans 7.14 and following, he comments, The law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, 
the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Clearly in our sinful state, our only hope is found beyond ourselves, in the direct and merciful intervention of God. For me, the first step to a more equitable and morally upright life was found as I recognized and confessed my need to God. I chose to acknowledge my errant behavior, but looked beyond it to the Lord, who could change my heart. Only He can replace the carnal heart with a new one that would reflect His will. In Hebrews 10.16, we are reminded of the new covenant whereby God promises to write His law in our hearts and minds. I would encourage you to consider this step personally. The gospel is clearly different from any other world religion on this point. The Holy Spirit does not modify or improve our behavior. In His sovereign creative act, He replaces our hearts of stone and so enables us to live in harmony with God. Moreover, as we consent to His will and continue leading, it is God who works in us both to will and to do for His good pleasure. This is such a privilege, and it is yours to embrace through Bible study and prayer. May the Lord bless you abundantly as you continue to seek His will. Have a great day. I'm Pastor Ron Nelson.